Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It just means something different now that we're in football season and the weekends are consumed by college and pro football games. You could do nothing but be a couch potato most of the weekend if that's what you wanted to do. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, we crest the top of the mountain on our hump show. It's the middle show of the work week. We try to shove you over the hump. We try to make it as much fun as we possibly can and get you through what is the middle of your work week. And now that school is back in session and people are mostly done taking vacations and time off, well, yes, we're settling into the routines. But at least there's football and soon baseball playoffs. We allow you to ask Amy anything every week on the Hump Show. So you can find us on Twitter, After Hours CBS, the bright orange box. Send your questions there and producer Jay will shift through them, actually sift is what I meant to say, sift through them, but he may shift his perspective depending upon your questions and and what he sees from you. Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence, and once again, a reminder, next week we'll have a video version of Ask Amy Anything that is solely about the wedding and your bride-to-be. That's me. So, yes, Twitter, Facebook, our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe so you do not miss a thing. And our phone number, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. Well, it was four minutes in, four snaps into Aaron Rodgers' first game as the starting quarterback of the New York Jets. And it wasn't even four hours later that we were hearing from Robert Sala post-game. After a Jets win, and yet his tone did not match the euphoria. Concerned with his Achilles. Uh, MRI is probably going to confirm what we think is already going to happen. So prayers tonight, but it's not good. He was sober. He was sufficiently upset, concerned, worried. And the MRI on Tuesday did confirm Robert Sala's worst fears, Woody Johnson's worst fears. Aaron Rodgers ruptured his Achilles, and he is done for the 23 season. We're pleased to welcome Antoine Staley, who I'm sure is, gosh, (laughs) spent his entire 36 hours, last 36 hours working. Uh, And thank you for joining us, even though no doubt it's been a whirlwind. Uh, From the New York Daily News covering the Jets and the NFL, well, what has the emotional roller coaster been like? 
it's been it's been a lot. I mean, I think people have just been obviously Aaron Rodgers and you know him going down and even before the game and you know he driving in the MetLife Stadium on Monday. It was a shelter in place and bad weather and lightning in the area and fans had to deal with that. And then once they get in the stadium and you know it was nine eleven obviously and all the emotion that comes from that and you know the player introductions and you know seeing the players come out with you know American flags and. You know, once the game gets started or the Bills punt, and you're thinking, oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, we're going to see him, you know, just finally lead our team to possibly, you know, playoffs and Super Bowl and poof, four plays in, you know, tears his Achilles out for the season. And, you know, it was devastating. It was devastating to an organization and fan base that really labeled him as a savior. I know he didn't want that label, but that's basically what it was. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of fans, especially you've been hearing it all day on, you know, sports talk radio, social media, they're just crushed that, you know, Aaron Rodgers won't be able to play again this year. What has your day been like? How many interviews have you done? How many stories plus the press conference? Uh, I can tell you because it's been it's been a lot. <laughs> I, I ended up getting like about thirty or so requests, maybe more than that. But you know, I did about four or five probably. So yeah, it's been a really a whirlwind mm. to be quite honest. It has to be a all time record for me. Like I never <laughs> had this many. I never knew this many people had my phone number. Well, we appreciate you including us on the very important list of interviews that you're doing in the wake of this happening. Antoine, what did you take away from the comments from Robert Sala on Monday? Tuesday. Well, I mean, well, Monday and Tuesday, basically. I mean, yeah, he spoke on Tuesday as well. And basically, he just, you know, it reiterated that Zach Wilson is his quarterback and, you know, trying to build confidence in Zach. And I think the teammates uh, kind of rallied around him. And we kind of saw that in the locker room. I thought going in, we would see kind of a bit of a somber locker room considering that what we thought you know, what might happen to Aaron, you know, torn Achilles. But I think the players are really optimistic about Zach. And we're talking about a guy that, you know, lost the confidence in the locker room last year, especially after the Patriots, you know, lost to the Patriots 10-3 in November in New England. And uh, he ended up losing the starting job and got benched multiple times. But coaching staff and the players say he's a different player. I mean, different players than at this point. He's, talking, he's more accountable doing the things that he's supposed to be doing. You know, obviously on the field and off the field, and he's at a place where he they feel like he can lead them possibly to the playoffs. I don't know if you know Super Bowl is going to be their aspirations now, although I'm sure you know they'll tell you that uh, externally, but internally I still feel like they they believe they are a contending team in the AFC as far as the playoffs. What have you seen in Zach Wilson that would indicate he is more prepared to step into this role than he was a year ago? Because as you mentioned, he's had multiple opportunities and it's not panned out. I wrote an article last year talking about like he felt like he was entitled to the starting role. I don't feel like that anymore. Now, you know, it's easy to say that. You know, when you got bench and, you know, Aaron Rodgers comes in and things of that nature too. But I figure in the preseason, he played really, particularly really well. He didn't turn the ball over. He was efficient. He was a sound decision maker. You know, yes, he threw the one interception last night against Buffalo. But, you know, you look at third quarter on, I think he really made a lot of good plays there. You know, Alan Lazar, obviously, to play to Garrett, a couple of plays to Garrett Wilson there to really lead them to the victory, to help lead them to the victory. And, you know, Zach Wilson is not going to be Aaron Rodgers. I don't think anybody's suspecting that. But they just need him to take care of the football, you know, be efficient, and then allow their defense to do their thing and also special teams. If he can do that, 
then I definitely think the Jets have an opportunity to try to sneak into the playoffs. We're spending a few minutes with Antoine Staley, who's very popular today on the day we find out that Aaron Rodgers did, in fact, rupture his Achilles and will be out for at least this coming season. Antoine covers the Jets in the NFL for the New York Daily News. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. No, it's way too early to tell. But going back to when Aaron was introduced as the new quarterback of the Jets and took the pay cut, and the restructuring, and all of that, it seemed like he was interested in playing more than one season. What does this mean for the future? Yeah, I, Robert Sala was asked about that today. He didn't want to speak for Aaron, but they feel they want him to still be in their plans and want to be part of the future. He signed a we had a restructure of a two year deal worth seventy five million guaranteed, and I definitely think you know they want him to be part of the future next year. Beyond that, I don't know. I mean, it was an article um, in the New York Post that said he Aaron Rodgers is entertaining that he wants to play till he's forty five. I don't know if that's going to be the case, especially now considering he suffered a uh, Achilles injury. But, you know, I, I have a hard time believing he's going to want to go out like this, even though it's going to be, you know, a long rehab. It's going to be hard. Achilles injuries are very difficult at no matter what age you suffer them at. And then he's almost 40 years old. But the, I think the thing is, too, it's not like, you know, he's not married. He doesn't have any children. He loves football, obviously. He's playing at the age that he is and still playing played it at the high level, I think he's going to want to come back and, you know, try to rewrite this story with the Jets, too. Whether that's at the MVP level or not, I don't know. But I would feel like if I had to bet money, I would bet that Aaron Rodgers is probably going to try to play at least in 2024. Hmm. Even for people who are not fans of the Jets, what I've heard from friends all over the country, even other radio interviews that I've done, is it's better for the NFL when Aaron Rodgers is playing. Uh, but just the the six months of buildup and hype to have it kind of fizzle out in the first couple minutes. I mean, Antoine, you spent the last six months talking about this guy only to have it go poof in four snaps. Yeah, I mean, it felt like a, uh, air got lifted uh, lifted out of a balloon last night at the huh. stadium. And that's just basically how it went down, and it felt like a funeral. Uh, this, you know, just cut it short there. But, you know, I always gauge things like my mother is not necessarily a sports fan, but she hears things, she watches the news, but she under, she knows what's happening, like just going around the world. And so she can hit, she understands, like, the big news pictures, stories, and, you know, obviously when – you know, you're not a sports fan, but you're still hearing about, you know, certain people. And Aaron Rodgers is obviously a hot-button target, not only in sports, but also just around the world. Him, you know, joining the Jets, especially the, the media market that New York is. And uh, everybody had anticipation to want to see him play uh, this upcoming year. And for that to happen, uh, you know, it hurts a lot of Jets fans, especially considering they hadn't made the playoffs in 12 years. Right. Uh, they hadn't won a division since 2002. And also, you know, the crazy thing about it was Vinny Testaverde was actually in the building last night, and Vinny <laughs> suffered a very similar type injury in 1999, a year after they made the AFC Championship. Vinny goes down towards his Achilles. He's out for the season, and the Jets ended up finishing 8-8 eight eight after that, and Bill Parcells ended up retiring, and, you know, a lot of other things happened with that. So, yeah, I just felt like that was kind of – Kind of a bit of an irony, you know, that Vinny was in the yes. same building and the same thing kind of happened to him, too, as well. And we'll see what the ripple effects are from the injury. Antoine Staley of the New York Daily News with us here, CBS Sports Radio. What is the backup plan to the backup plan at quarterback, considering that Zach Wilson wasn't supposed to be the starter? Who's going to back him up? 
Well, right now, it's uh, Tim Boyle, who it was on the practice squad, ended up signing him, I believe, in April. They ended up cutting him, and now he's been on the practice squad. But they, they are looking for active veteran quarterbacks there. Joe Flacco is obviously an option. He's familiar with the Jets, and they're familiar with him. Obviously, this is a new system with Nathaniel Hackett in there, so it would have, he would have to learn a brand-new system as well. They've made phone calls. They're going to you know, test the free agent market, but also the trade market, too, as well. The problem is it's just happened so quickly that I don't know if teams are going to be willing to give up a commodity backup quarterback this early in the year, considering that we still have 16 more games to go, and right. anything happened to their backup quarterback too. So yeah, they are they are in a bit of a pickle. It's not like we're at the trading deadline and we have guys that are established or rookie quarterbacks that have played, and they might be the guy now. You know, these queens are going to try to clamor to hold on to them simply because you know it's the unknown. Their back, their starting quarterback can go down at any time too, as well. Can we focus on the positive? How about that defense last night? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I think we kind of knew what the defense was going to play at a high level, too. I know DJ Reed, you know, talked about how he felt like the defense could be at a legendary level. Uh, I know he compared it to the 85 Bears and the 2013 Seahawks. But, yeah, I think that's kind of what's going to have to be their formula. It was sort of like last year where their defense was top, top four in the league and yards and points allowed I definitely think they have an opportunity to do that once again they're just gonna have to rely on their defense and special teams too obviously uh you know Xavier Gibson had that big monster return there for a touchdown it was such a bit of a roller coaster there you know on all ends last night whether it be obviously Aaron going down and the defense forcing four turnovers on Josh Allen which is a whole another completely different story a lot of people you know thought the Bills would and they still could be you know, player in the AFC, but that was definitely a tough way for them to start. And then uh, undrafted rookie and Xavier Gibson uh, end up being the hero in the game, winning the game, winning touchdown. So yeah, it was a it was a crazy whirlwind for the Jets huh. all the way around. Such a neat moment though for him because of his story that was portrayed on Hard Knocks. What have you got to know ab- about him and his personality, or what role he might play for the team? Well, we saw him in the preseason, and a guy that was drafted out of Stephen F. Austin, and that's in Texas for some people that aren't necessarily <laughs> familiar with college football, too. I thought I'd just throw that out there. But, yeah, I mean, it's a guy that has a ton of talent, a speedster, as you kind of saw last night. If you looked at the play there, and he made some he made some big plays, you know whether it be you know at the receiver position and or at the returner, and the Jets certainly need that. End up letting go of Braxton Berrios, they had a bit of a void there, and then it was really between him and you know they could use McCole Hartman, but I think they're trying to use him more in the receiver role there. So why not have a guy that also can flash there and be a big time returner? You saw his electricity in the preseason, and he displayed the same thing last night too, and they, they players. They felt like he was going to break one for a touchdown at some point. They didn't think it would be week one, but, you know, crazy enough, it ended up happening. And a lot of bad things happened for the Jets last night. Obviously, with Aaron Rodgers, that was a good thing. At least they started out 1-0, and especially with a daunting schedule ahead. Right, no doubt. And it was great to see Brees Hall run the way he did. Yeah, Brees Hall. Yeah, I mean, he... He was on a bit of a pitch count last night, but he he made it uh, work, like the carries that he did. I mean, had over 100 yards in the first half and just was electric. I know I asked him personally that did he feel like he was going to score on that 83-yard run, and he was kind of – 
you know, not happy he got caught from behind, but he's still working his way back there. He doesn't necessarily have all his endurance back, considering like they've been kind of easing him in there. But they feel like as the season goes on, he's going to be even more of a bit player. But you know, for him to coming off the ACL injury of less than a year removed from that, and then to have the game that he did 100 yards before halftime, I think it's astonishing. And so I definitely think the Jets feel a positive vibes for Brees Hall this upcoming year, especially in week one with the performance that he has. Antoine, I know that it's a huge hit to lose Aaron Rodgers, not minimizing that at all. But this was a fairly good team without the quarterback. So if you consider how the Jets responded on Monday Night Football, but also the leadership, some of the veterans they have, how confident are you that they'll be able to weather this adversity and continue forward because the entire season is still staring them in the face? I think they can still be a player in the AFC, but it's tough, man. It's you know you got all these teams that are clamoring for you know one of the wild card spots, even division there. I think Miami, you know, I think what they saw uh, showed against the Chargers, they they showed they're probably going to be the favorite at least right now to win that division. There, Buffalo's still going to be there. I, I wouldn't necessarily count out New England, although they did lose to the Eagles, but I think they look better in the second half as well. But you know, AFC North is stacked. I mean, Cleveland you know, beat the brakes off of the Bengals the other day. So, yeah, I think they're going to be a lot better. And obviously Deshaun Watson seems like he's starting to, you know, get that formula that he was that ended up having with the Texans uh, year, many years ago there. And then you got the AFC West, so you got the Chargers, you got the Chiefs. You know, maybe the Raiders will be a player. I'm not necessarily sure. But, you know, you, you got seven spots in the conference. And, you know, the rest of the other teams are going to be left out in the cold. But I definitely think the Jets showed last year they can, they have the ability to at least contend for one of those wild card spots or one of those playoff spots. And I think they will. I think they will be in the midst. I'm not sure they're going to get in now without Aaron Rodgers. But I think they'll be in in the end, kind of like what's happened last year, too, as well. Any idea when we might hear from him or when we might get any details on his treatment, his surgery? Uh, we, we asked about that today. Uh, Robert Sala said he didn't have any information. From what I understand that the surgery will probably happen in the next week or so. Beyond that, it might take a few months. I, I assume we'll hear from him later on in the season once he's able you know, get a little bit further in the rehab process. But, yeah, it's unknown when we will have some have a conversation with him but hopefully we will soon just to get some clarity and some uh on that too about what happened did robert sala or anyone else say anything about speaking to aaron and how he's doing yes they they talked about how i, I felt down and you know uh-huh. it felt like he kind of let his teammates down and things of that nature too i know randall cobb pretty much wanted to get out the locker room pretty quickly because him and those two have a really good relationship and wanted to talk to Aaron. And Aaron ended up leaving the stadium last night during the game, obviously, considering, you know, everything that happened. And I, I assume he was filling down. And Dwayne Brown, who ended up giving the sack up to Leonard Floyd, just was distraught, really. Aww. You know, you could tell he was very emotional. Uh, felt I don't want to say he felt like it was his fault, but you can tell that, you know, when something happens like that and then a defender, you know, gets past you and it end up hurting, you know, your starting quarterback, you have to feel in a certain you feel a certain way and you could tell like he was very emotional and was was lost for words about what happened.
What an emotional roller coaster it has been going back to Monday evening with all the anticipation, the buildup, and then the injury to Aaron, which will require a year of recovery. And that, of course, means people like Antoine, who cover the Jets, have been riding that wave, too. So we need to give him some time to sleep. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Antoine Staley, A-N-T-W-A-N, covers the Jets, the NFL for the New York Daily News. Popular guy. Again, thank you for including us on your list, Antoine. It's good to talk to you. Yeah, good to talk to you. And never a dull moment and covered NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? It's one weekend and we have been so, so unbelievably inundated with storylines already. And I kind of feel like I haven't even had a chance to, to go back over and think about some of those topics or points of emphasis that I, you know, I wanted to from the weekend because we've just been going nonstop. Maybe between tonight's show, the rest of tonight's show, and then our show on Wednesday night before we kick off week two, we'll have a chance to kind of review, regurgitate, take a deep breath, refresh, restore, and then reset for week number two. That really is how it goes. I've tried to explain it to Bob. This is football season. My work week is actually Thursday through Tuesday. And then I feel like the weekend is Tuesday, Wednesday. It's going to be chaotic. Um, guys are going to be, their head's going to be spinning. <laughs> All right. On Twitter, After Hours CBS, if you haven't voted for TD of the Week, you still have time. And if you want to send your questions for Ask Amy Anything, you can also find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. We've got our Facebook page. We've got our YouTube channel. What do I want to do next? Well, Mad Max, he's mad. Well, not really. Well, he might be mad. He's not really angry. Uh, so we want to get to him. We're going to do a little college football as well. And I have no idea why producer Jay thinks that we should hear from Draymond Green tonight. But did I call him that again? Draymond Green? Draymond Green. Draymond Green? What did I call him? Draymond Green. Okay, phew. Right. Sound a little odd to talk anything basketball right yeah, now. Draymond Green. Draymond Draymond. Draymond. <laughs> What's his name? I don't know. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. To the After Hours Podcast. Seager bidding for hit number 1,000. He's gone 0 for 2 since getting number 999. A double in the seventh last night. Ryu comes to him, lefty to lefty, and there's a ground ball up the middle. Base hit for Corey Seager. And there it is, hit number 1,000 of his big league career. 
Next pitch is a line drive over Horwitz and down the right field line, a base hit. Rounding third and coming in to score is Smith. Seeger will ease into second with an RBI double. It's uh, three doubles in four batters here for the Rangers, who now lead five to nothing. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Yet another milestone. It is deep into a season, so this will keep happening through the rest of the baseball campaign. As the Rangers get hot again, Corey Seager, a big reason why. Three for four on Tuesday night, and you hear the call there on Rangers radio. But the big story, even as Corey achieves hit number 1,000, and the Rangers beat the Blue Jays and actually flip-flop with them in the standings too, uh, it's Max Scherzer. He got the win. He's now 13 and 6, but it does it feel like not a whole lot has been easy for Max Scherzer this season? And this first offering on the inside corner for strike one. First time up, the Shet lined out to deep right. And now time is called. I'm going out to the hill. And Mike Maddox also headed out there as is the skipper Bruce Bochy and head athletic trainer Matt Lucero Scherzer it looked like he's going to take a practice throw but he lifted his leg and now he's shaking his head no he didn't move his arm at all and that would lead me to think that this is a leg thing and not necessarily an arm thing right. Which maybe is good news maybe not yeah I was warm for the six, and I could tell, you know, kind of my tricep, um, you know, was kind of starting to tighten up a little bit, and it, you know, felt muscular. So, I, you know, you can usually kind of work through that. Uh, it kind of has any progresses, kind of goes away. Um, you know, I was working through the springer bat, you know, kind of feel it, but it wasn't wasn't awful yet. Um, and then when I threw that uh, curveball to Bichette, you know, I could just feel, it just felt like a Charlie horse. Uh, that's the best sensation I feel like. You know, Charlie horse, you get in a hamstring. All of a sudden, it's in the, you know, my tricep back of the shoulder. Um, you know, I was hoping that, you know, you, I've had like a cramping sensation before like that, and you kind of work it out, and then all of a sudden, you, you know, you can kind of go. Um, but when I kind of got onto the mound and was trying to go through my motion, uh, you know, I could just tell like it, it didn't release. Um, and you know, my head said, "Don't throw the ball." I was like, "All right, let's try it again. See if we." I try to get it going, and you know, I just I could feel like I just wasn't going to be able to throw another baseball. When he talks about injuries, he gives the longest answers. It's very technical. Also, did you hear him say it wasn't that bad yet? Uh oh, it's Mad Max Scherzer. So he leaves the game in the sixth inning after having spasms. And he said it progressively got worse to the point where he tried to throw and just couldn't get through that inning. And I guess it's not the first time. Past couple games I've been feeling on my form. Um, you know, my form has been tight. Um, you know, but you know, it's probably related because you know it's the connect chain. Um, you know, when if your form's tight, you got your the rest of the connect chain. I mean, your stress is going to go somewhere else. Um, so for me, that's kind of what's in my head is that you know because I had a tight form, all of a sudden, you know, your tricep area picks up more stress, and all of a sudden, you know, I can't handle it. So um, you know. I didn't do anything damaging to my form, but, you know, here I am with the tricep injury. Like I said, he gets very technical and very loquacious when it comes to different spasms, pain, tightness, 
cramps, injuries. What do I look like? Doctor? (laughs) Surgeon? I don't know. (laughs) Last year it was the hammy, right, for Max Scherzer. So we got all kinds of talk about the hammy. I came out because I had a tight hammy. (laughs) Jay keeps these things from Max Scherzer. We're, so, we're, we're keeping track for Mad Max. Although, as they say, he's 13-6. and six, He's still got the win, and he allows no runs while he's out there. Only scattered three hits in the five and a third. And, yeah, the Rangers have now put together a, a little modest winning streak, and it's good for them because it's funny. I actually spoke to a friend of mine who lives in Dallas, and her boyfriend works for the Rangers. And she said it's all been doom and gloom around them because all of a sudden they suck. And they're not, maybe not going to make the playoffs. But I, I feel like she wasn't watching or hasn't been watching them the last couple of days because they are playing better. We're seeing more of what the Rangers uh, are capable of. And they're still only a game back of the Astros. So it's not like they're, they've fallen out of the AL West. And with this win... Over the Blue Jays, actually, this is a big series for them. They leapfrog ahead of the Mariners and the Blue Jays, who right now have the same record, and the Rangers are into that second spot in the AL wildcard standings. So it's not like all of a sudden they're, they died and, no. and you need to stick a fork in them. They're done. I think it's the idea that they had a really big lead in the division, and now they're in a dogfight just to make possibly a playoff spot. Because now you're looking at three or four teams looking at the division plus the two wild cards because nobody's catching the race. So, I mean, I get it. In the wild card, yeah. Right, I, and I get it. Because if you have a big lead in the division, you were looking to solidify and have a World Series-type run, and now you can find yourself on the outside looking into just the playoffs. It is disappointing from where they were, say, about a month ago. Mm. And if you look at the American League, theoretically, there are still two division races. Uh, the Rays are... Only behind the O's, the Baltimore Orioles by three games. So that one's still a race, and they're both they're both playing really well. And then the Astros have a game lead on the Rangers, and the Mariners only a game and a half back. So that is going to be a three-way mm-hmm. sprint to the finish. Uh, the AL Central is not completely wrapped up, but the, the Twins now are ahead by seven and a half games. And then the National League, we know the Braves' magic number is down to three. Is it three now? It's two. Oh, because they beat the Phillies, yeah. So it's down to two to clinch the division, but they've already locked up a playoff spot. That division is not in doubt. Neither is the NL West. With the Brewers, it's a four-game lead over the Cubs. So I'm thinking with, what, three weeks to go in the regular season, we're looking at three division races, probably three division races if the AL East continues to stay competitive. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's the wild cards. It's kind of a wah, wah, wah. With some of these other races. That's what happens when you wind up having all these different playoff teams and you have a bunch of wild cards. Yeah, the division is not going to be as competitive. That's mm-hmm. just the way it rolls. You know, you got, if you got teams that look at it, I mean, and even the Rays and the Orioles, they're going to want to win the division because they want to avoid the wild card, but they know they have a soft landing spot. It's different. It's just a different feel, and it's okay. It's fine. But it's not like the AOS. How validating Marco is. It's no, okay. It's, Your feelings are all right. Yeah, but they're it's, fine. It's different. Totally fine. The AL West is going to be different. You've got a game and a half separating the Mariners, the Astros, and the Rangers. Right. And all three of them are going to have to fight to the final you know, day because they've also got the Blue Jays involved, and mm-hmm. one of them could wind up on the outside looking in. That's different. That's a real race. 
Everybody else has got a soft landing spot. So it's just kind of like, yeah, sure, it's a race, but it's, it's really yeah, That's not. what I don't love about the way the Braves and the Dodgers are going right now because they're not getting pushed at all. I don't think many people believe the Twins are a World Series contender, though I'm not sure many people believe that about the Phillies or the Padres last year either, and they both made it uh, a nice run to the NLCS. But the Twins, eh. So you're talking about two teams in the Braves and the Dodgers who aren't feeling any type of pressure or adversity, they're just kicking back, Max, and relaxing until the playoffs start. And that's, to me, that's not a great way to open up the postseason. It's not, but, I mean, if you look back historically, it happens a lot, especially back in the day where you were looking at less teams. I love it when people say back in the well, day. it was less teams, and you had plenty of teams. <laughs> if you won the division, like, basically outright, where you were looking at it in August and you, you were in cruise control, didn't mean that you didn't have a good playoff run. There was a lot of teams that did that, put the division away early and able to flip that switch when they got into the playoffs. And I've seen it the other way, too. It really depends on your club more than it does. The personality. Well, I mean. The identity. Yeah, and just basically flat out how good you are. Because, I mean, sometimes you could run away with your division, but you're really not that good. The Braves are that good. They are. There's a difference. There's a different feel. Would you say this Braves team is better than last year? Because last year they were good, too. And No, no, no. They're better than they were last year. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Now, will they still get bounced in the playoffs? That's That remains to be seen. But are they a better team? You know, 1 through 26? Yes, they are. Speaking of... We'll talk about the Braves a little bit later on. What do I want to do next? Uh, well, you know what? Let's go back to some of the reaction to Aaron Rodgers because Dan Marino, well, he had a similar pitfall toward the end of his career. Uh, and gosh, who doesn't want to hear from Mike Tomlin? That sounds fun too. Oh, yeah. Let's sift through the rubble of week number one and get some reaction to week number one. It gives uh, you that tingle. It does. Send your questions for Ask Amy Anything to our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or to our Facebook page. And we'll get to that an hour from now. And in the meantime, yeah, the, the rest of the sports world not only focused on the NFL, but College football, too, right, because of what's happening with Deion Sanders in Colorado and Texas, Alabama. We haven't even had a chance to talk about that yet. I did watch on Saturday night. I was a nice couch potato on Saturday night. It was great. So we'll do a little college, too. We're mixing it all up. It's a smorgasbord. It's Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. 
that's not something that I want to see. That there ain't nothing, nothing that none of us want to see. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's my dog. That's my guy. You know, he a great teammate, great leader. So, you know, it just caught us off guard. But, you know, we dedicated winning the game, you know, to him. And that's tough. I mean, uh, you hate to see it. I know how much he put into this offseason, put into, put into this exact moment and being able to perform at this moment. And, and he was so ready. And, and to see someone, you know, go down like that and, and being a competitor, um, you hate to see it. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. These were two of Aaron Rodgers' new BFFs. He did a bunch of hanging out out on the town with both Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. Remember, they were the ones who put out the videos to recruit him. Uh, I remember there was something around a fire. <laughs> remember the details. But they were really excited about having him on board, of course, even before the trade with the Packers was official. And I can imagine to a man in the locker room, they're shell-shocked. It's going to take some time. If it's taking time for us to process what this means for the Jets and how stunning it is, uh, if it's taking time for the rest of Jets fans to get over it, and, and I don't even know how quickly that happens. I know I was listening to New York Sports Radio on my way home from work yesterday morning, and it, I mean, they were devastated just in disbelief. I think it's unreal. I, I, I still am having a hard time believing that this is how it worked out with Aaron after the six months of buildup. And so, yeah, it stinks for Aaron. We haven't heard from him specifically, but the Jets have to move on. And Robert Sala says Zach Wilson is the man. That remains to be seen. To be fair, what other options do they have at this point? Earlier this hour, we heard from Antoine Staley. And the issue is, what team right now is willing to give up a quarterback? Because you don't know if it might be your starter who gets injured next. There's a whole lot of strategy that goes into picking the backup quarterbacks. And we see the movement every offseason. We even see it during training camps through rounds of cuts. It's been nonstop shuffle at the quarterback position since the end of last year. So now that teams finally get underway in games that count, of course, every team breathes a sigh of relief if they can get through a game without losing their QB because injuries will happen. Every year, I keep a running tally of the number of teams that use multiple quarterbacks because of injuries or ineptitude. The Jets are now top of that list, week number one. And they were on the list last year, too. Most teams don't have expendable quarterbacks right now. And what Antoine said is you're, you're essentially looking for guys who don't have jobs, though Joe Flacco is an option. It's Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle for now, and yet Robert Sala doesn't want you to... Uh, Chalk up the season to a failure. Write it off. I don't know why people are trying to put an obituary under our, our team name. Um, you know, it's uh, I, Aaron is an unbelievable piece to this whole thing, and, and we love him. But uh, I think there's there's 52 other guys in the locker room plus the 16 practice squad guys that uh, 
that believe that we can do a hell of a lot of good things here. Remains to be seen. It's all still very much up in the air, but there's no doubt it changes the prospects for the Jets and for the AFC East. All right, we'll do some QB news coming up next hour. But Deion Sanders already thinking ahead to game three for the Colorado Buffaloes. Gosh, there's there's a lot of attention focused on Dion and the Buffs and the way that he's changing the culture there. Yeah, they're a ranked team now. They've got two high-profile wins, including most recently against Nebraska, rival Nebraska, coached by Matt Rule, in Boulder last weekend. I don't have time to enjoy the moment. I don't you, Santa don't have time. You know, he got to deliver the gifts. He ain't got time to enjoy his cookies. Okay? I love cookies. That's all he gets. I ain't got time for that. I got to keep it going. I got to keep this machine going and uh, make sure we stay on the right path and make sure we're locked in and we're focused on the right things. Make sure we're practicing adequately. Make sure we're giving it our all. Making sure we're making the right adjustments and doing the playing the proper personnel. So it's a lot. It's, it's a lot driving this train. It's not easy. So good. Did you say I don't have time for all that? I don't have time for all that. Wait, Santa don't have time. Let, wait, we have to hear it again in its entirety just because it's so good. I don't have time to enjoy the moment. I don't, you, Santa don't have time. You know, he got to deliver the gifts. <laughs> he ain't got time to enjoy his cookies. Oh, I do okay? like cookies, though. That's all he gets. I ain't got time for that. I got to keep it going. I got to keep this machine going and uh, make sure we stay on the right path and make sure we're locked in and we're focused on the right things. Make sure we're practicing adequately. Make sure we're giving it our all. Making sure we're making the right adjustments and doing the playing the proper personnel. Hmm. So it's a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot driving this train. But there's it's always time for cookies. There's always time for cookies. It's after our CBS Sports Radio. The Buffaloes are now 18th in the AP Top 25 poll. You know, his son Shadur Sanders, he actually felt like Colorado got a little disrespect from Nebraska following last week's clash in Boulder. So maybe, maybe it's not just changing culture. It's Spicier culture. It was extremely personal. We go out there, warm up. You got the head coach for the other team trying to stand in the middle of the buff. Like, it's okay if, if like, a couple players do it. It's fine, you know. Like, to just enjoy the scenery. But when you got the whole team trying to disrespect it, then I'm not, you know, I'm not going for that at all. So I went in there and disrupted it. So they knew <laughs> I ripped. Like, nah, this, the Buffaloes mean, mean a lot to me. And personally, that's what I say in pregame. And that's when I knew it was just, Extreme disrespect, and that's why it was the coach. The coach said a lot of things about my pops, about the program. But now that he want to act nice, I don't. I don't. I don't respect that because you hating on another man. You shouldn't do that. So it was just all respect was gone for them in their program. Now I like playing against their DC. I like playing against them, but the respect level it ain't it ain't there because you disrespected us first. All right, he sounds just like his dad. He actually sounds just like his dad. And that's what I mean about the change in culture, the change in tude, the change in perspective. It's spicier. He ain't got time to enjoy his cookies. 
Deion Sanders will come up with ways, if they're not organic, he will orchestrate ways for this team to kind of play angry and to play edgy. He'll come up with reasons for them to feel disrespected so they can go out there on the field and have kind of that anger toward their opponents, although I guess they don't need to orchestrate it against Nebraska. Yeah, this is a Sanders-Sanders show, and it's worth the price of admission at this point. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.